Three, two, two, one, go. Oh. Oh, I had no input selected. I fucked up the input too. Fuck, hold on. (laughs) Why do I have no input selected? It's always just there. Oh, it's because I unplugged. I unplugged something. Hold on. To take you for a walk. It's fine. Okay. Hello? Hello? What the fuck? Okay, hello? Hello? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm good. It's been a hot minute since we got to do our own tech. I know, right? Okay. (laughs) All right. So you can say three, two, one now. Okay. Three, two, one, go. everyone, welcome back to the Minute Women Podcast. My name is Grace. And I'm Linnea. And this week we're doing a fun little have you got a minute. However, it's not as much of a story time. So before we get into it, I have a story to share. Okay. If that's okay with you, Grace. If I you am... have a minute. It'll only be like literally a minute. I, I'm here for it. I'm ready. Okay. So uh, as some of you of our avid listeners um, have listened to the podcast, they've heard about Little Blue, which was my Toyota Corolla, my 2007 Toyota Corolla. End of an Uh, era. I know. So I have recently sold Little Blue. If you're deeply interested, you should go follow my personal Instagram and read my Kijiji ad because it was something of a, something of a, a work of art, really. Uh, one of my friend's mothers told me that it was a Pulitzer Prize winning Kijiji ad. And so I really ran with that. It didn't really surprise me because Linnea is a person <laughs> of s- sentimental, right? Like yeah. very sentimental. She's a cancer, guys. Like it's oh, through and through. Through and through. And so it didn't really surprise me when like she sent me a screenshot of the Kijiji ad. And I was like, why am I crying? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway... It was, I sold it to a really nice man. He and his family had just emigrated to Canada and he oh was, yeah, God. sweet family. They have a brand new baby. He came from Nigeria and like really needed a car. And I was like, it's nothing special. And he's like, no, it's okay. He's like, we just need a car to get from point A to point B. And he's like, I've heard like a Toyota is a really reliable car. So it was good. Now I will say when I posted that ad within seven minutes, I had 26 people trying to buy my car and a bidding war ensued um so but anyway anyway I digress it was sad I sold my little baby little blue uh to purchase big red who's my new car not much bigger than little blue but just a little bit newer Uh, still not still not spectacular she's a 2010 uh but Air conditioning, <gasps> cruise control, power locks, and power windows. So, you know, I'm living large. It was amazing. My first trip to Halifax, I drove to Halifax this weekend. And to drive to the city with cruise control and air conditioning when you never experienced that was life-changing. So I don't know if people <laughs> truly appreciate what it's like to have a car. that, But just like power locks. Yeah. Oh, buddy. The amount of times (laughs) I have gotten out of Linnea's old car and not locked the door and just left it somewhere. Thankfully, it never got broken into, but I felt 
so bad every single time and it's not like you can get away with it because Linnea then has to manually unlock the door to let you in (laughs) and so it's very evident when you just left the car in a parking lot overnight sometimes (laughs) totally unlocked in the city of Halifax (laughs) yeah so so now I have this new car a little old couple with kids in Cape Breton, actually, Grace. Oh. Um, so they bought the car brand new in 2010. They've literally driven the car around Bridgewater and to Cape Breton once <laughs> every year since they got the car. Um, and so it's in perfect condition. It was like 140,000 kilometers. Like just a just a great little perfect car. Very, very cheap. Um, they were just happy to see it go to a good home. Aww. Great. So I get this car. It's super clean, like spick and span clean, like they cleaned it. However, what I did not know, what my father who helped me find this car did not know, is that the people had two like German shepherds and a cat who they took everywhere in this car. And so the entire air system, that beautiful, sweet, sweet AC is all full of pet dander, which I am very allergic to. So the first time I drove in the car, I drove for like... 25 minutes I was driving from Bridgewater to Lunenburg and I was dying I got to my parents my mom and Paul to show them my new car and my eyes are like bloodshot watering my face I, I don't know what's wrong like I don't know what's going on so we eventually got in touch with the people they were like oh yeah we're so sorry like we vacuumed it but obviously it's not out of like the air system so I had to get like take the air filtrator like filtration system apart and like clear all that out and change the air exchanger and do this thing called a scent bomb which you can like get from a like auto parts store which like purifies the air and like gets into the vents the car <laughs> almost killed me <laughs> and not but, how you'd expect <laughs> and not how you would expect um but yeah that's my little story i said goodbye to little blue hello Aww. to big red and uh, we're getting along famously now. Bigger and better. Hopefully, yeah. yeah, it's only up from here when the car almost kills you on the first day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we're doing another high gam. Oops. Uh, because I didn't write an episode because I was on vacation. And she, <laughs> yes, you're perfect. A work vacation. I had to work while I was there, but it's fine. I got to go home to Cape Breton. And yeah. I got to go to Inganish, which is in the Cape Breton Highlands. And so I was there with my partner and basically he's never, he's never been to Inganish before. And the, the flex thing you do in Inganish is you hike Mount Franny, which, which is like a short hike relative to like a lot of hikes. You can do it in the morning. Like it's three hours round trip. Um, But it's steep as hell, especially when you're, uh, a lumpy nerd like me who doesn't do a whole lot of cardio in their day-to-day <laughs> life that's all I'm saying so we go we do Franny before we go Eric is like have you ever seen a moose in the Cape Breton Highlands and I was like yes but only on the Shetty Camp side so that's like the western side and we're on like the eastern side like hundreds of miles I don't know if that's true math we're gonna is not be my fine, strong babe. suit we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Like a long ways off from any moose I have ever seen. We're going up this fucking mountain. It's steep as hell. I'm tired and sweaty as hell because we're also in a heat wave. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. And we go up and I hear to the left the biggest uh, crash. No. no. In the woods. And I look over 
a thousand pound bull moose is 20 feet from us charging i am not joking i don't have any photos because thankfully fight or flight kicked in and like photo was not an option (laughs) so i didn't take a picture fight flight or photo this is the (laughs) this is 2021 i know (laughs) so like don't question me but i promise i have no evidence but there was this thousand pound bull moose running through the woods thankfully away from us i don't know exactly what it was running from but that's a terrifying thought to think about um <laughs> i have never i i asked eric afterwards like have you ever seen me run faster he's like no absolutely not <laughs> bulleting up the steepest part of this hike to get away from this giant <laughs> moose with like a full rack of antlers it was so massive and eric like is valiantly staying behind like a dummy Why? to make sure that the moose is not following us. And I was just like around the corner on the hike like, Eric, Eric, are you too scared to move? And he was like, no, I'm just making sure the moose isn't coming after us. I was like, get your butt up this mountain. Get away now. from the moose. It's the most dangerous animal in the highlands. Get away. Well, like, people are like, does Nova Scotia have moose? And I'm always like, not really. I'm like, maybe like four in the whole province. I'm like, they live in New Brunswick. They come into Amherst, like, by accident. Like, they're they're not here. Like, you're going to hit a deer. You're not going to hit a moose. A hundred percent. I mean, even bears. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, if someone was like, are you more likely to see a bear or moose in Nova Scotia? I'd be like, bear, bear, bobcat, deer, pheasant. Like, there's lots of weird things you're going to see. But <laughs> a fat, plump but, like, bird. Moose, <laughs> moose does not top the list. So it was terrifying. Um, that is terrifying. But it's one of those things where, like, if you're not around moose, you don't, like, appreciate how fucking big they are. I've only seen one moose and it was driving back from Ontario and I saw it in New Brunswick and it was like where they have like fencing. They have like fencing in New Brunswick so the moose don't stumble onto the road because they're not like deer. They're not going to jump over it like whatever. Like a moose is going to kill you if it like runs, if your car runs into it. So like they protect people from the moose. Like a deer, it's probably not going to kill you if it runs into your car. But yeah, I saw one and I couldn't believe how big it was. And we just drove by it on the highway and I was like, that mother frigger is a big boy. (laughs) Like... It's like the biggest horse you've ever seen. Yeah. And then like thicker with weapons on its head. (laughs) Huge weapons. (laughs) But anyways, I'm using my near encounter with a moose as my excuse. That rhymed. And it was cute. My near encounter with a moose is an excuse. (laughs) My moose excuse (laughs) for why we don't have a a, like actual uh, Minute Women episode, but we have a high game and we've decided that, you know, after a year and a half of doing this podcast, which is crazy, um, we're going to test our knowledge to see if we're like smarter than Canadian fifth graders when it comes to Canadian history. (laughs) I was going to say, like my only stressor when you said that all day today, I was like, but math, like, please no math, no math, (laughs) just history. So we're going. So the Canadian Encyclopedia 
Uh Um, They do little like quizzes basically to like test your knowledge in Canadian history. And so we are going to do the standard one. Oh, then we're going to do the hard one. Okay, okay. And I've got a feeling that maybe we'll do better than average. I don't know. Okay. Well, l- let's see. I I have not looked ahead. I just like I tabbed I them, and so we're just gonna we're gonna roll with the punches. So listeners, you know, play along with play us. Play along. Make it a drinking game. You know, oh yeah, for on, sure. On your Wednesday morning commute while you listen to the Minute <laughs> Women podcast. <laughs> Sip that coffee. Happy Hump Day. <laughs> So if you want to look up, uh, basically just go to the Canadian Encyclopedia website and look at their quizzes. So we're going to do the history quiz. It's 12 questions. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. We are already in territory where I don't know how to pronounce the words. Oh, gosh. So the first question, Canada's motto, Amare Uske Ardmar. I know this. It's it's Latin. It's Latin. (laughs) I know it. I know it. Multiple choice uh, means from C to C. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you have to hear the rest of the options. Okay. What are the other options? <laughs> a great unknown land. From mountain to mountain, a land under the sky. Well, there's no mountains on the other side. There's only mountains on one side, so you can't go mountain to mountain. <laughs> Infallible logic. C to I C. Agree. <laughs> okay, I, I agree. Correct. Okay. Oh my god. That was gonna be so embarrassing if I was wrong. I came out so confident. <laughs> I was like grade nine social studies. <laughs> okay. Archaeologists believe that the first humans arrived in Canada from A, the southern US by land, B, Africa by ice flows, oh. C, Asia via Alaska, or D, Europe by sea. Granted, you are at a great disadvantage because you don't get to see the options after I read them. Oh, that's um, true. But we're working together. I think that it's it's Asia via Alaska, right? The Barren Strait? I would think so. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, that makes sense. The only other one that sort of makes sense to me is like the southern U.S. by land. But Yeah, it's not the icebergs. Let's just <laughs> scratch that. From Africa. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say Asia via Alaska. Sure. Correct. Okay. Thank goodness. Oh my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> For all you people who thought it was Europe by sea, go watch Pocahontas and then get back to me. <laughs> you racist. <laughs> okay. What's the next one? You made a noise. Okay. So this one is just gonna show our maritimeness because we don't know anything past Ontario. Oh no, it's a prairie question. <laughs> Oil was discovered at Lydic, Alberta, in A, February 1947, B, August 1971, C, April 1955, or D, July 1886. What the months must be significant. When do you think is prime like? oil finding season i'm trying to remember Good the dukes point. of hazard did it look wintry so i think it's either like the july 1886 one or maybe like april 1955 1955 what was the other one uh august 1971 but that seems too late that seems late that seems way too late yeah i think well maybe but it's the only one in the 1800s so maybe it's just to trick you 
Maybe. I don't know. It's C or D. Phone a friend. Audience (laughs) 50-50. I wish I had a coin to flip. Let's go C. Let's go C. C? Okay. C, sure. Incorrect. Oh, no, it was the February one. Okay, was so it, it? So oil was discovered at Lodak, Alberta in February 1947. In winter. I know, but that was a good instinct. What Where, are they well, doing? Well, that's all I could think. I was like, how did you, like, how did that happen? Aren't things frozen? All right. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a heritage minute someday. While I was up in Cape Breton, <laughs> I saw this woman wearing a hoodie that said, I bleed black. And then on the back, it said, I support Alberta oil. And I was like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so like, trashy. That's like the you know you're from Nova Scotia when book that was done by Michael the Adder, which one of the things yeah. is you know you're from Nova Scotia if you live in Fort McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Since 1870, Canadian armed forces have been used to maintain public order in Canada under the Act to Aid Civil, civil Power 140 times, 20 times, zero times, or 320 times. Those are varying numbers. I would say we get rid of the exponents, right? Zero and 300. Yeah, I'm trying to think because when we did our Stratford episode, they said it was the last time the Canadian military had been deployed to assist in like public discourse. But I don't know when that was. I'm thinking it's 20. Mm, Maybe it's zero. I don't know. Maybe it's zero times. I think it might. Maybe. 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 Or no, 20 makes sense, because I'm pretty sure that stuff was happening in, like, the early 1900s. So when you have all those union-busting things, and then they stop doing it. Right. So 20? Let's go with 20. Oh, my God, it was 140 times. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Your instinct was right. It was not zero or 320 times. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting close. Yeah, we're around it. Oh, my God. How are we supposed to know this? Okay. What is this? <laughs> the, the famous words, Alexander Mackenzie from Canada by land, July 1793, were inscribed on a boulder, A, at the mouth of the Columbia River, B, at the mouth of the Bella Coola River, C, at the mouth of the Fraser River, or D, at the mouth of the Saskatchewan River. Fraser River. That's the only one I recognized. Nope, it was the Bella Coola River. <laughs> what is the Bella Coola River? <laughs> I don't know. We're bad at this. <laughs> when did the British Empire become the British Commonwealth? In 1919, oh. in 1954, in 1867, or in 1931? Ooh. I feel like it's 54. Like after World War II. Yeah. Uh, ooh, no, no. Because we went to World War II as Canada. Yeah, but they have other colonies. Oh, okay. Because okay. I'm just yeah. thinking Newfoundland until right. 1945. It's 31 or 54. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those two. My gut says 54. Okay. Let's go with 54. Damn it. It was 31. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. The, okay. <laughs> name the Scottish Lord who founded the Red River Colony. MacDonald, ah. Fraser, Selkirk, or Simpson? Wait, no, we, we talked about Red River. We have. Selkirk? That name sounds, does not sound familiar, but I trust you. Maybe it's I Simpson. Don't... Simpson? Sure. It was Selkirk. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it loves okay. to tell me that I've we've only gotten two questions right. <laughs> It keeps being like, you got two questions, right? It's like, I know. You're like, I know, bitch. Leave me alone. (laughs) Which Canadian prime minister died at Windsor Castle, London, England, just after meeting Queen Victoria? Uh, Sir Johnny MacDonald. We know it's not that. It's not him. Sir Charles Tupper, Sir Mackenzie Boyle, or Sir John S. D. Thompson? It's definitely not Sir John A. Mm -mm. I don't know. It's definitely not McDonald. I feel very confident in that. If it was a true or false, did McDonald die after meeting the queen? I'd be like, false. False. I'm a genius. You're wrong. I'm going to close my eyes and scroll my finger and okay. pick one. Okay. It was Thompson and I picked Tupper. Oh. With my eyes closed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, next one. The name of the German spy who helped bring down the Diefenbaker government was... What? We should have listened to Canadian uh, spies are boring. Are boring, yeah. I do not know any of this. Stephen Baker, though. I know that, okay? Yeah. All right. Who are the people? So, Matahari, Marlene Dietrich, which I don't think is Marlene Dietrich. I'm pretty sure that's like an actress. Okay. Gerda Munsinger and Igor Guzenko. So, I don't think it's Igor because that's the only man. It's it's Gerda so, then. You think it's Gerda? Yeah. We're correct. Yes. Okay. We're back <laughs> in it, buddy. Back in it. Born at Brunswick Place, Scotland, on the tenth of January, eighteen fifteen. Was it Archibald McNabb, Sir John Alexander Macdonald, uh, Simon Fraser, or Agnes McPhail? I know Sir John A. Macdonald is born in Scotland. I know he's born in Scotland. Think about those years. Does that make him old enough? Yes. No, okay. it, it is him because remember that they didn't know his exact date of birth if it was the 9th or the 10th. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. On a roll. All right. Born in Nova Scotia, 1844, Joshua Slocum was the first man to discover gold in Canada, climb the highest peak on all continents, Sail around the world alone or Captain the Blue Nose? It's not Captain the Blue Nose. No. (laughs) I know that for sure. I don't think it would be Discover Gold. There's Climb the Highest Peaks on all all continents? Including including Antarctica? I would say it's the the circumnavigation one. Yeah. Correct. We're finishing strong. We're finishing strong. Yeah. Really pulling through. Okay. Last question. Ball and stick game, known as Bagatataway, is either croquet, baseball, hockey, or lacrosse. I would say lacrosse, Hawk- right? Hockey. You think? It's a ball and stick game. Oh, ball and stick. Then, yeah, maybe lacrosse. Correct. Oh, thank God. Okay, so <laughs> with a strong finish, we got 50%. We got 6 out of 12. Okay. We didn't fail. We didn't fail. That's a passing grade. Now, I have the harder one. So let's see if we can, let's see what we do for Let's those. do the harder one and let's, um, let's try and like rapid fire it. Let's try and go with our gut because I think that was a problem with this one. True. Okay. So Canadian history, hard. Okay. 
And these are questions questions based on the real citizenship test. So this is what newcomers to the country have to do. The citizenship test is insane. My friend Kaya, shout out to Kaya. Her mom, Nalan, should not have to do the Canadian citizen test. And it was insane. Like I've, I've heard they're crazy and unrealistic. Like Super unrealistic. You're never going to need to know it's like, what's half the, this information. What's the third line of the fourth verse of O Canada backwards? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Samuel de Champlain's life was endangered during the winter he stayed here in his first voyage to Quebec. What was the threat? Scurvy, malnutrition, an assassination attempt, or exposure? I feel like it's one of the first two, and it's also kind of a trick, because isn't scurvy a form of malnutrition? Scurvy, yeah. It was an assassination attempt? What? On Samuel de Champlain? What? Oh my god. All right. We'll have to dig into that at some point. (laughs) Next one. What percentage of Canadian men and women who served were killed or wounded in the First World War? 19%, 55%, 42%, or 37%? 42. 37%, but close. Damn it. Close. That was really close. 37 to 42, that's really close. It's really close. When did the word Canada start appearing on maps? 1850s, 1330s, 1550s, or the 1700s? Canada. 1550s, maybe? Early, yeah. Correct. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Got one. Canadian Lieutenant General Romeo Dallaire was commander of the UN peacekeeping mission in which country? I know. What is it? It's Rwanda. Correct. Yeah, he came to my school. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to dig into that at some point. I got to hear him talk. He's, yeah. (laughs) On this high game, I want to talk about the genocide of Rwanda. Yeah. (laughs) And then we watched, we watched Hotel Rwanda in class, which had Don Cheadle in it and was very depressing. Um, (laughs) With him? Well, no, before we met him. Because he's in it. He's in the movie Hotel Rwanda. There's a guy who plays Romeo Dallaire. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like he was actually in it. (laughs) No. And I mean, he's a very cranky, jaded man. But I mean, like, who wouldn't be? Next question. During the First World War, the white feather was a symbol of bravery, patriotism, cowardice, or celebration. I'm pretty sure it's cowardice. Okay. Because, like, ladies would go around and put them in the pockets of men who weren't enlisting. I trust you. It's correct. Go. Get it. Yeah. In 1713, when Acadia was finally seceded to the English, what did the British demand of the Acadians? They pledged an oath to the British crown... They become indentured servants. They join the 13 colonies of the South. They give up their lands. I'm pretty sure it's pledge an oath to the British crown. All of the above. (laughs) Eventually. Um, It's either that or give up their lands. So they didn't actually give up their land till the expulsions in the 1750s. Okay. Okay. So this is pre-expulsion. This is pre-expulsion. Yeah. Sign an oath. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. We're doing better in this one. You're right. We just have to like. Yeah. Trust your Rapid fire. Hiawatha who is considered instrumental in the foundation of the Iroquois Confederacy, which is now known as the Six Nations of the Grand River, is thought to have been born in the 14th century, the 15th century, the 12th century, or the 10th century. I have no idea. 12th. It's the 15th century. But that's okay. They're just numbers. Numbers are hard. So, question eight. The Great Coalition that helped... To put confederation in motion was comprised of which three politicians? I think we know this one. Okay. So, Read them to me. Okay. Thomas McGee, George Brown, and Charles Tupper. Charles Tupper, George Brown, and Johnny McDonald. 
Joseph Howe, George Etienne Cartier, and Amour de Comos. John A. McDonald, George Brown, and George Etienne Cartier. I think it's the last one. I I feel very confident that it's John A. McDonald and Cartier. Yes, me too. I don't know who George yeah. Brown is, unfortunately. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're doing so good. I'm pretty sure. We've already passed. We can't fail. Oh, that's amazing. Didn't George Brown go on to be prime minister? I don't know. I I am so bad with Canadian prime ministers. Mm. I have to listen to uh, Craig's, like, um, yeah. from John to Justin series, but I haven't yet. Yes. Which you um, should go listen to. The host of Canadian History X did a whole series on Canadian prime ministers. Okay, next one. The following politician was opposed to the Wilfrid Laurier government's compromise to Canada's participation in the Boer War, fearing that Canadian involvement in a British war would set a dangerous precedent for all conflicts implicating Britain in the future. And they were right. Um, <laughs> is it Henry Borassa, uh, John McRae, Israel Tart, or Robert Borden? It's definitely not John McRae. He's not a politician. No. Robert Borden? That's the only name I recognize. That's the only name I know, yeah. I was like, that's the only name that rings any kind of bell. It seems he's it seems kind of young, but also he was old when he was the prime minister. Yeah. It was Henry Borassa. Who is that guy? Henri Borassa. I what don't is know. He doing? I guess he's he well, he was opposing the Wilfrid Laurier government's compromise to Canada's participation in the Boer War. But and he was right. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was. Okay, last question. Okay. What was the name of the early 19th century French-Canadian militia? Les habitants, les voyageurs, les coureurs de bois, les coureurs de bois, or les voltigeurs? Not les habitants. That's the Montreal Canadiens. No. Like, they're the habs. It's not that. I feel like it's one of the V ones. Maybe it's voyageur. Voy- well, voyageurs are the merchants. Yeah, that's like the, the yeah, working. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if they're one and the same. Maybe it's Voltiger. What's, what's Voltiger mean in French? Like I have volatile, no idea. The volatile, the volatile, the... Is that or Les Coureurs de Bois? Bois, B-O-I-S? Yeah, like wood. Yeah, like, I don't Maybe know. it's that? Maybe. Let's go for it. Okay. Oh, it was Les Voltiger. Damn yeah. it. All right. Well, we scored the same, so what did oh. we learn... I have no idea. <laughs> we kind of know Canadian history. We kind of know <laughs> Canadian history. <laughs> I yeah. I did have one other quiz if you have the time, but we also don't have to do it if you're if you got to no! go. No. Okay. No. Hit me with it. So, to to just kind of build up our ego again, I also got a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, yes. <laughs> that said only Excellent. true Canadians can get 10 out of 10. <laughs> Excellent. I'm here for it. It starts with, this trivia quiz is a boot to blow your mind. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. What cartoon character was based on a Canadian black bear? Winnie the Pooh, Baloo, Yogi Bear, or Smokey Bear? It's Winnie. Yeah. Duh. Duh. <laughs> God, we're so smart. Ugh. What products do Canadians eat more of than people in other countries? Maple <laughs> syrup and honey, cheese and pasta pastries or sugar i i'm gonna go with maple syrup and honey yeah no 
Cheese what? and pasta? Yes. Craft dinner. Oh, true. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What pizza was invented in Canada? Buffalo, margarita, macaroni, or Hawaiian? I'm pretty sure it's Hawaiian. I hope it's not macaroni. <laughs> I think it's Hawaiian. For some Hawaiian, reason, that's Hawaiian like... Hawaiian definitely wasn't invented in Hawaii. No. So go for it. It's Hawaiian. Okay. Hawaiian pizza was invented in 1962 by Canadian guy Sam Pano- Panopoulos. It's up there with the Caesar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in terms of controversial foods. It is. It really is. If For those of you who've never had Hawaiian pizza, which I think it's pretty international at this point. It's just like <laughs> ham and, and pineapple on your pizza. It's so good. I, I'm personally it's really a fan. Good. I like Hawaiian. If you have to get a two-topping pizza from Domino's... It's- Hawaiian. The way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Try it with bacon, though. Get bacon and pineapple. Ooh, or prosciutto if you want to go oh, bougie. Oh, yeah. If you want to get really fancy, it's, it's good. Okay. Which okay. animal causes about 250 car accidents in Canada <laughs> every year? Reindeer, geese, wolves, or bears? Oh, that's actually difficult. I would say geese i was gonna say 250 really isn't that many no um and we're not talking like totaling your car but geese are a problem i mean unless they're referring to deer as reindeer but i think it's more than that (laughs) yeah if it was deer it'd be like way more yeah a couple thousand i would think geese maybe geese oh it was reindeer about 2.4 million reindeer that live in canada uh about 250 of them cause car accidents (laughs) Yeah, they're not reindeer though, people. We're not we're not literally in the North Pole. No. All right. What city in Canada has two exclamation marks in its name? Oh, I know this one. Okay. What? Is it Western Ward Ho, Ed Munton, Osh- oh. Oshawa? I know or what it is. Saint Louis de Haha. St. Louis de Haha. St. Louis de Haha, <laughs> which is the greatest city name in Canada. I've only ever driven past it. I've never gone into St. Louis de Haha, but you see it on the highway if you're driving to, yeah. to New Brunswick. <laughs> Some license plates on cars in northern Canada are shaped like what animal? I think you know this without me even saying. It's a polar bear. It's a polar bear. It's the only non-rectangular shaped license plate in the world. It's so cute. It is really cute. I know a couple, like, people who have gone up to teach up north, and they always bring the plate home. Like, oh. if you get a plate, because they're cool. It's the best souvenir. Yeah, it's a cool plate. So the only desert in Canada is located where? Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, or Ontario? I have no idea. I would say it's a snow desert. Oh, true. Maybe Manitoba, then? Maybe northern Manitoba? Yeah. Oh, it's British Columbia. And it's what? not a snow desert. What? Nikimt Desert is the only desert in Canada, and it's located in British Columbia. What dessert do Canadians consume more <laughs> of than people in other countries? What are the options? Cheesecake. Donuts. There isn't words, but I'm assuming by the pictures it's pie and then ice cream. I don't know if they get more specific than that, but the words aren't showing up. <laughs> Uh, pie, ice cream, cheesecake, and donuts. Oh. Maybe cheesecake? I was thinking donuts just because of, like, Tim Hortons, but I guess the True. States also has donut shops. They have Krispy Kreme. 
which yeah. Eric loves to tell me is the best thing in the world. It, I will agree with Eric. They're very good. They're like, they're just like a upper level uh, sour cream glazed donut. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, geez, I don't, maybe cheesecake. I like cheesecake. I do too. It's on like every menu. Everywhere, yeah. Oh, it was donuts. God damn it. All right. What Canadian city is the northernmost permanently inhabited place in the world? Alert, Dawson City, Nelson, or Caslow? Dawson City, yeah. Alert? That's pretty northern. Dawson's really northern. It is. It's in the Yukon, though. So I think, like, if there was anything in Nunavut or Northwest Territories, it'd be further north. Like, Nelson, Caslow, Alert, and Dawson City. But Dawson City is the only one I recognize. Um, let's say Dawson, just because okay. I know where it is. It's Alert. Where is that? The city of Alert in Nunavut is considered the northernmost permanently inhabited place in the world. It shows a man with lots of signs. I thought you were going to say lots of polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Fill in the blank. Uh. According to an old Toronto law, it's illegal to drag a dead blank down Young Street on Sundays. Moose, person, horse, or mule? Horse or mule. Yeah, I do feel like uh, commemorating the fact that I saw a moose. We should just pick moose for the hell of it. Let's for the hell of it. You were right. It was a horse. That's the one we did the worst on. Who? Where does BuzzFeed find their statistics anyway? I don't know. I don't know if we learned anything by doing this, but I had a great time. I had the best time. <laughs> that was delightful. <laughs> and I promise next week we will have a normal Minute Women episode. We'll go back to our regular scheduled program. But for this week... We learned that we're not smart. We're not smart. Moose are real. Very real uh my car is trying to kill you (laughs) well thank you so much for listening to another high gam another have you got a minute that was a fun one i sufficiently put in my place by a fifth grade the fifth grade educational system in canada however it was still a lot of fun and it's always fun chatting and hanging out with you buddy oh thanks buddy oh And if you want to catch up with us, if you haven't gotten enough, or if you want to check out our normal formatted episodes, you can go to our website, menandwomenpodcast.ca. We have all of our episodes there. You'll also find links to all of our social media pages and our merch store, which has our new artwork uh, on some t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you could ever want. So go check that out, and we'll see you guys next week for another episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.